This is the Voice of the Land podcast with your hosts, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. Welcome to the Frank Ryan and Omar Vizquel episode of the Voice of the Land podcast. For those that don't know, we always open the show with, based on the number of the episodes, we're on... Lucky or unlucky 13, depending on how you see that number. I know I, people see it different ways. I didn't see Frank Ryan. I, I didn't see that one coming. I researched that one. Did you? Yes. Okay. And for those that don't know who Frank Ryan is, he is the last quarterback to win a world championship in professional football in the city of Cleveland. That was back, he was the quarterback for the 1964 world championship team. So I thought instead of just doing baseball all the time, because it seems like baseball numbers keep coming up for where we're at in our episodes. It's true. Vary it up a little bit. Call back to the past history because we always, we are enthralled in Cleveland sports history. Very true. But I am your, one of your hosts, Kevin Arnold, and alongside me as always, as The Voice told you before the podcast opened, my brother Nick Paulus. On today's episode, we're going to get into combine storylines going on there. We're going to get into the Bryce Harper deal and some Indians baseball talk. So varying it up between national storylines and bringing the Cleveland connections as we are The Voice of Cleveland. And we're gonna we'll close it out. There's a question about the NBA that was going around the local circles this week on Sports Talk Radio that I want to get your thoughts on. But before we get into all that, as always, follow us at VTL underscore pod at VTL underscore POD on Twitter. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google. Anchor.fm and multiple other platforms for the podcast. So if you're listening on one and you have access to another, it makes it, makes it easier for you. I had a bunch of people tell me this week, I can't access Anchor.fm. Like, it doesn't come up easily for us. I was like, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Do you have the podcast center? Like, yeah. And I there told them, go. just look up Voice on Land. You can get us there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's it's so much easier. So we give those all, all that information just to make it easier. And there is something I want to get into before we talk about sports. Paulus, do you have big news to share with everyone? I might. I may. Are you, do you want to share yeah, it here or not? do you want to share it off air? No, no, no. We're all good. We're all good. Uh, I have accepted a position with ESPN Cleveland uh, for a board op position. It's a part-time spot, but, you know, step in the door and— That's the ground floor, man. you got to get in the ground floor yeah. to—, to Climb the stairs, climb the elevator. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, really, really excited about it. You know, a lot of a lot of work and a lot of time. You know, spent there. So I'm really looking forward to it. But just can excited put, like, to get it going. Can we put crowd applause in this section. Is I'll, I'll see to, if I can. Is there a way I'll, to do that? I'll, I'll see if I can put a edit. Yeah, there. There we go. There we go. Yeah. 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 The crowd's going wild. Uh, we'll. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll see if I can uh, throw that in. <laughs> I kind of kind of shocked you with that, didn't I? You did a little bit, yeah. A little bit. I, I, I bring the surprises, man. I, you do. That's what that's what being on this side. You know, you do all the grunt work for this podcast. <laughs> I come up with just silly little things, man. Yeah, I mean, your silly little things, you know, holds this podcast together. So, a something. Hey, we both got to work together. And that's it right. Comes that's together right. somehow every that's single right. week. Oh, thanks, brother. Of Thank course, you. I've, I've got to give my congrats to you. And I figure, <laughs> let the people hear it. Not just personally or send a text. I figure this is a, a bigger, better way to do it. Perfect. Right here. Yeah, perfect little platform. Absolutely. So. 
transitioning back to sports, although I don't know if we ever really got off of it, (laughs) (laughs) Combine is happening this week. We have had measurements for the quarterbacks, the wide receivers. First of all, first thing, let's just get this out of the way. How great is it not to really care about what the hand size of the quarterbacks are, how tall they are? Oh, my God, it's amazing. The fact that we weren't all eyes on, you know, all hands on deck looking at uh, Kyler Murray at 5'10 and 1'8, like, that made me so happy. The fact that we don't have to worry about any of these quarterbacks in this draft. God does bring a tear to my eye. Thank God for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> really, for for sure, Baker Mayfield is the GOAT here in Cleveland right well, now. And right now, right now. Well, okay. Let, let's, you know, hey. Yeah. We gotta be the voice of reason. Let's well, okay. Uh, let's take it easy with that word. A little out of left field, but no. Thank God for Baker Mayfield. We hold each other accountable too. It's true. Know? That's very true. <laughs> but uh, I guess that is the biggest news so far out of the combine. Is really that's a win for Kyler being Huge. measured at five ten and one eighth of an inch. Hand size I think was nine nine and a half nine and a half because Baker's was nine and a fourth. Okay. So yeah, a li- little bit smaller, half or a quarter inch smaller, whatever. But, right, but I think I saw it as like nine and four eighths. I don't like. I don't know why you don't some, reduce the fraction. Someone put that as nine and four eighths, and they were like, "Is that just a bigger way of saying he has nine and a half?" That's, like, the, that's the math. That's oh, the I math know. Nerd in me, like, yeah. I just I see these things like reduce the fraction, right. put it in simplest form. Exactly. Put your mixed <laughs> mixed number in simplest <laughs> form, please. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's nine okay. And, this is for sports. Nine <laughs> and twelve sixteenths. Just say nine and three fourths. Come on. Uh, those little pet peeves of mine still going back to my once math teaching days. But <laughs> it, like like I said, it is a win for Kyler. People were thinking he was 5'9", and they were giving – they were saying that that was a generous – Yeah. A generous measurement. But I think the biggest question mark for him is – and, of course, he's not participating in any drills at the Combine. We'll get into your thoughts on that in a second. The biggest question mark still is, he is 5'10 and 1'8", I think 207, 207 pounds. Yeah, yeah, he he bulked up to 207. His playing weight's like closer to 195. But still, being at that size, the sleight of frame in the NFL, you know, Baker's only a couple inches taller, but he was... 30 pounds heavier. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy. He, he was bulking up. I think it's good to see that Kyler is trending in the right direction, bulking up. You just have to make sure you balance out for how tall you are and bulking up. Yeah. DJ Metcalf, wide receiver from Ole Miss. Did you hear what he put up? 27 reps. What is it, 225 on the bench press? 27 times. He tied the record, the wide oh, receiver Wide record. receiver? Yeah. And I think the next people, I saw the I saw the stat, and they put in the Bleacher Report update on my phone. It was the next people in line for wide receivers went 15, yep. 14, 9, 13, yeah. something like. So he's doubling these dudes. Yeah, at it, least. It's crazy. This kid is unreal. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds, one point eight body fat, which is unbelievable. A lot of people are worried about his agility uh, issues. Possibly, you know, we'll see what he does in the three cone drill. Mm. But uh, there's a couple of people that think that he's going to go four four or under for forty yard dash, which at that size, at that frame, a lot of people are going to start comparing him to Calvin. It's going to be crazy. And he is somebody that's doing the workouts, but Kyler isn't. What are your thoughts on that, especially in the – even though we don't have to worry about it anymore, 
in the quarterback room especially, the most important position in all of sports, these guys going to the combine and not working out. How do you see that? My issue with Kyler not working is with Baker and Sam Darnold and a couple of these, and like even Carson Wentz back in the day, you had 30, 40 games worth of knowledge of what these guys can do. Kyler's played 15 games in his life in college, 15 maybe. Him and Dwayne, and Dwayne's throwing. Dwayne Haskins is going to mm-hmm. be throwing out there. And we know he can throw. And we know he can throw. But, you know, he's going out there and doing all that. I would love to see him throw, but I think he's so concerned about stepping onto a field and being a foot shorter than these people. Like, the size difference alone on these uh, on the quarterbacks alone is crazy. And I think it'll mess with people's minds. So I think he's doing the smart thing by not doing it. He is, however, participating in all of the interviews uh, right. with, with, with coaches mm-hmm. and everything, which is what you're supposed to do. I heard that that's like the worst part of his game is that he is the anti-Baker. And whenever I put it that way... Not in a bad way. Not just, in a bad way. Just characteristic-wise. But characteristically, he is much more of an introvert mm-hmm. and he doesn't He's not a rah-rah guy like Baker. Baker will go out there and will hype up your crowd. He gets you know the older guys on your team to believe in him. Kyler is much more of an introvert, much more of a I'm just going to focus on my work and follow follow my lead sort of thing, which can work. But whenever you're in a dire situation and you need to hype up your team, you want Baker on that sideline. You want someone to be like, don't worry, boys, I'll put this on my back. Let's do this. Let's do this. Not someone that's just going to stand by the coach, get the play call, and go out there and go, okay, you guys are going deep. Let's do this. Break. Yeah, that's not what you want. And I think a lot of people are a little turned off by that. But if he turns it up in his interview section, who knows what could happen. And he could be a different guy as the quarterback out there on the field, too, than you see in interviews. True. We talk about in the industry all the time. There's sometimes where when you ask questions as a media member, sometimes you're trying to draw answers out because a guy is that way or a girl is that way when you're interviewing them. They are more of an introvert. You don't want them to be anything they're not. Right. So it's there's nothing wrong with that. So, But sometimes there are those people you have to deal with in that regard. There's others like Baker or you know other athletes where they are just you ask a simple question and they are they just go on and they give you a long answer with a lot of information a lot of good clips to cut it there's not it's not you like one side or the other to that it, those are just the question marks that come up there are some people that do prefer one side over the other especially more towards the baker side there's a lot of talk coming out that kyler is going to be the Cardinals' choice, which could happen. You know, a lot of people really, from from the comments of the Cardinals' GM saying, oh, Josh Rosen's our quarterback for now, for sure. That doesn't really benefit Josh Rosen's You don't like you know, hearing confidence. that. You yeah. If, if you're, you know, what was he, the 11th, 12th pick overall last year? He was he was right around there. Or was it nine? Maybe not. Maybe. I, I don't, he was right around there. I think top, the, it was top 15 for sure. Okay. We, we know that maybe they all went in the top 10 somehow probably the Cardinals traded up but I don't know it's a good possibility Um, but anyways yeah I think for the mindset of Josh Rosen he's just not all there so Kyler could go number one which whenever you're looking at it from that standpoint 
where do you, if, if you're Kyler Murray and you have that introvert sort of personality, where's some places that you don't want to go? For me personally, if I'm Kyler, I'm praying to God I don't get to the New York Giants because for New York Giants to pick him up, Eli's a little bit more of an introvert, but he survived because of the Manning name, I guess, is probably the, you know, the oh. best way to put it. Eli's never been a fiery leader. He's never been someone like that. And it was Peyton, but they had that they had that aura about him. You know, of course. Well, Peyton, Archie, yeah. Yeah, Archie Peyton transitioned easily to, to Saturday Night Live. Eli's done commercials like that. They have that characteristic in him. We but, haven't seen that yet from Kyler. Not to say he doesn't have it, but I, we, don't, we don't know. I That's think an unknown. I think if you're Kyler, this is me personally, I want to know what you think. Mm-hmm. If I'm Kyler, I I pray I go number one to the Cardinals, and not somewhere like the Giants. He, he I think if he goes to the Cardinals or the Jaguars, I think that's those are some perfect moves for him. I wouldn't want to go. Going to the Jaguars, I I think so. <laughs> I, I think so too. But and, well, my and first I think, prediction. And I, <laughs> there you go. And I but I, and I do think Kyler is going to go to the mm. Cardinals. I, I really truly believe that, which is great. But if he ends up going to the Giants is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think that's a bad look for him. Where where do you think Kyler should go and where do you think he might go? I think it could be the Cardinals and we could be kind of having a mirror image to what happened last year with Baker. You know, when John Dorsey was brought on before he I think it was like October when he was in the middle of not having a job a couple year and a half ago, he had mentioned that he liked Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So when Dorsey was brought on, that's why that connection was immediately drawn. Like, does he really like Baker? Is he going to go through this process and maybe find somebody different? Or is he going to stick to his guns? Is it? So you kind of, the writing was on the wall. You had to let the process take its course. Yeah. Cliff now transition this year. Cliff Kingsbury, different position, but still, you know, was at Texas Tech, was, you know, in the middle of jobs. He mentions that if he had the number one pick in the NFL draft before he was employed by the NFL, How crazy is that he would take Kyler Murray. Do we see that happen again? I think that could happen. I think it should. And what Kyler did to help get him to that point, raise his stock to that point, as they say in draft circles, is he didn't decide to do any of the workouts. He took his win and went home. Now, of course, like we mentioned, he did the interviews, but he took his win by the measurements and went home. So they, he is now, his stock is on the rise from the combine, and you're there's see, nothing else that can bring him down I this think week. you're going to see him throw at his pro well, day. Yeah. So, but, but, at that point, comfortable. but at that point in time, he doesn't have to do the measurables. I really think he bulked up to 207, but whenever he starts playing, he's going to be down closer to 2, maybe 195. They have him listed in college as 5'10", 195. So he's probably going to fluctuate around that 95 to 200. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, could you imagine getting body slammed at 200 pounds, 5'10", 200 pounds by name and defensive tackle? Aaron Donald hits you because he's going to be, if he goes to the Cardinals, he's going to be playing in that yeah. division. Aaron Donald sits on you. You're you're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you have a broken chest and you're you're out. Well, we're sorry, Kyler. You're <laughs> Hey, is Josh uh, Rosen still here? <laughs> fast forward April, the NFL releases the schedule, and <laughs> Kyler Murray will face off against the NFC reigning NFC champion, Dude, it, the Los Angeles Rams. Fast forward to September, first game. Kyler, we're sorry, but you have been tackled by Aaron Donald, and now it's done. <laughs> 
Sorry about that, Kyler, but uh, you're done. You yep. to just sit this game out. Bye. Yeah, bye. Um, I, I mean, I think I think he'll have some success in the league. But it, I think so, too. It's just, like I said, he's going to go. He, he will do everything as pro day, but he'll feel comfortable there. To me, I like to see guys do things at the combine because it's an uncomfortable, an uncomfortable atmosphere. You know, it's it's one thing to run the forty at, at your pro day or throw as a quarterback at the pro day, catch passes at your pro day because you're with people you are familiar with. You know, today Georgia's running back Elijah um, Holyfield. Holyfield. You know, went four seven nine and four eight one unofficial. Unreal. And Matt Miller is calling that, you know, a big big loss for him. Absolutely. So you're going to see guys that work out, and they're going to take a draft dive, or their stock is going to fall after the combine. Other guys are going to run faster or catch more balls, or Matt running Mil- backs. Running backs are going to do more than people thought. Matt Miller also posted that there's uh, a two punters and a kicker that ran faster than uh, Elijah Holyfield. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I could run. I can't. Well, don't let the fat fool you. Back in high school, I was quick. You know, nobody could see you, didn't yeah, <laughs> Okay. I didn't have to throw myself under Cats the bus. Out of the like bag. Gets out of the bag now, fatty. So, but back in the day, I was I was pretty quick. I was a little nimble on my feet. Yeah. I ran a 492 uh, for my like high school 40 time. It was my senior year I ran that. It was the only time I ever ran a 40 and I was okay with it because it was under 5 seconds and mm. that was like my goal was to hit under 5. Yeah, have you ever done the 40? I've never been timed in the 40. I've, okay. I've run, I've how done fast? like races 40 yards, but I've never. How fast do you think you could go? Do you think you could break 479? I don't know if I can now. Okay. With... But like back in the day, do you think that you'd hit that? When I was playing soccer, yeah. Yeah. I. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because basically I was in the position on the field. I was in midfield. Okay. But I was on the I was on the outside, so an outside winger. And I, it was my Dude, job to kind of just time. get up and down the, yep. the sideline there. Yeah. You know, track back to play on defense, sprint up to help on offense. I could see you running about a 4-7, maybe just like a 4-6-9 yeah. right around there. I, you look I was, pretty quick. I was quick. I, I don't do much of the... <laughs> Much of the running much anymore. Of the, much of the running, yes. I don't. I should, but I don't. I mean, when I run, you know, it's more for like distance and kind of just pacing right. and stuff. Because I actually switched in high school. Quick little story. I switched after my freshman year from distance. I did distance seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And then I switched to sprints. And then by halfway through my sophomore year, I was just, I was like the utility guy. If you think about okay. a utility guy in yeah. baseball, can do it all. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Outfield, infield, I guess sometimes pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of track, I was I was running everything from the 100 to the two mile. So just I mean, yeah, wherever my coach much, thought yeah. I could add points to the team, yeah, threw me in that race. Nice. That was a weird day if I went if I did the hundred and the two mile on the same oh, day because yeah. you were there the whole time and I did the four by four and the four by four is an exciting race. I love the four by four. Okay, by the way. love being. I was the anchor of the four by four, running that one. Anchor's lap. the last one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was the anchor as we are on anchor. There we go. <laughs> anchor podcast. Um, Dynamite yeah. drop in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I love that race. But it was, you know, the 100 starts kind of the the regular racing events in a high school meet. Mm-hmm. And the 4x4 four four is the last one. And, the, and the, it goes usually girls, guys, girls, yeah. guys for each event. So I was in the last event. And if I did the 100, the 2-mile, and the 
Oh, those days. <laughs> I don't I don't miss those days entirely. I do miss running track, but I don't sure. miss like the repeat 100s. We did yeah. 20 one day. Oh, I bad. always miss playing football because like just being out on that field under the lights, yeah. you know, you know, hitting people and like yeah, getting a sack or something like okay, yeah. there we go. But I will never miss two days. I will never right. miss you the know, work that got the, the you to those points. Days, yeah. But like the actual days, you know, the, I the, always, the track events, the soccer games, being under the lights. Oh, I, I always say that. I got one game left in me. I have one game left in me. But after that, I'll, I'll probably die. So <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll probably die. But yeah, I got one game left in me. You probably got another run in you. I got another run in me. I play in the alumni soccer game every year, too. Okay. So, well, you know, I get I You got to run first. a year then, huh? Yeah, I got to run a year. Yeah. <laughs> right I still now. got the one. I still got the one left in me. That's it. So uh, you should see I'm me. gonna hold that one out until like <laughs> I'm 80, and then I'm gonna play that game against like my grandkids, and then they're gonna like stomp me or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. So for the alumni game, we have so many guys show up that we're doing like five to ten minute spurts. Yeah, man, you should see me after two to three of those ten minute spurts. Yeah. I'm just behind the bench, just on the ground, <laughs> just. just <gasps> <sighs> You guys probably hear it on the podcast too. The, these Wait. mics pick up a lot, so oh, you they guys do. probably hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, buddy? <gasps> okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but transitioning back into what we were talking about, just to kind of close it out before we transition to the baseball topics we wanted to get to. We mentioned his name, DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Are you looking forward to? Are you going to be able to watch his workouts tomorrow? Because wide I, receivers and quarterbacks do work out work out tomorrow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the, the legend has grown. Yes, yes. Uh, I would love to see. I, I can't wait to see what he does. Yeah. You know, DK Metcalf. But I'm also looking forward to like Ed Oliver and mm. and Devin White. Honestly, when the defensive guys go Sunday, uh, Sunday and because the Monday, quarterbacks are Monday, Monday is defensive Monday backs. is defensive backs. So. I think it is Sunday. Linebackers and defensive, yeah. defensive line on. Yeah. Which. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I would love to see what Ed Oliver does. Ed Oliver's six two two ninety. They were expecting him to be right around two seventy five. So if they, if that's muscle, that's going to be awesome. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to see what he puts up on the bench and everything that they do. So yeah, as Browns fans, tomorrow just sit back, relax, and enjoy. The quarterback and the wide receiver workouts because those are going to, it's just going to be exciting. Yep. Pay close attention to Sunday. Defensive line is one of those big needs and big, big topics, or even the position that a lot of people have mocked to us so far in mock drafts all the way down at 17. Yep. Keep an eye out there for a few different guys just to actually research that and not have to worry about the quarterbacks. Outside of football, there was big news yesterday. I know people are probably surprised we didn't start with this, but to be honest, I don't care about this that much. <laughs> I tweeted that out that I don't care about this. And I am referring to Bryce Harper finally signing with the team everybody thought he was going to sign with, the Philadelphia Phillies. 13 years, $330 million. What do you, What were your thoughts when that news came down? I was actually here I at the school doing, doing a show. and I saw a tweet that said someone's willing to live in Philly for 
30 million dollars yeah so, i mean it took him th- taking a shot at philly yeah someone someone took a shot at philly oh, okay you're not no, you i'm say, not okay. I, i'm not taking a shot at philly I, I got love for people in philly so city of brotherly love city, man. city of brotherly love they'll throw snowballs at santa i love it yeah him going to philly it's a game changer i think uh for you know for the nl east but i was really hoping that he'd go to san francisco i was praying that he'd be going to san francisco it's unfortunate that he's not going to now because uh, I was kind of hoping to see you know some uh, Barry Bonds uh, shots in the bay you know the mm-hmm. you know the long shots in the bay but you know it, it is what it is the Giants were offering 12 years 310 and then you know obviously the um, the Nationals pulled theirs uh, which was you know 10 years at 300 million so he took the largest offer which is technically the biggest offer sheet you know in MLB history, actually in professional sports. Now, he's not getting paid the most. Jake Arrieta is actually making more per year on his same team, but I don't think that they're going to be the dynasty that they think they are. I just don't see it. If I was the Phillies personally, I would have waited a year Waited until Trout comes out mm-hmm. because Trout is gonna. But then again, you're you're gonna probably have to give Trout four hundred. That's what Trout's gonna be worth is about four hundred million. Starting point is now three thirty for a guy like Trout. Like I, I'm, what I'm saying I, I is agree. being the record. I agree, but Trout is such a game changer compared to Harper, who is averaging 279, 32 home runs, and like 92 RBIs a year. Mm. Really closer to 100 now you know, over the last couple of years. But Mike Trout is... Right. Right. Mike he's, Trout's, the, he's the best player in yeah, baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just giving reference that, you know, the record is now 330, and he's not even the best player in baseball. The best yep. player in baseball now should get more. So 330 is kind of the the low end. You're going to... You will be getting closer to 400. What do you think Frankie gets? It's sidebar. Because uh, I think he gets more than Machado, but I don't think he gets as much as Harper. I think I'm he only, gets right around 315. Machado got what, 300? He got three. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 315, like right yeah. in that middle gap. Right there. right around there. I think that's what Frankie's worth. Just it just depends because what we have him under, under control for three more years. I, I think, think he so. Can, he yeah. can go through the arbitration process, but he doesn't become an official free agent for three more seasons until 20. 2022. Yeah, I think that's he become. I think he's 26 years old then. Yeah. So 26, 27. So, so three years. The market inflation without. I know people yeah. have mentioned it very rarely of baseball looking into getting a salary cap, but which I don't know that that's ever it's, it's going to happen. It's, it's not plausible unless you like say ten years down the road, like, hey, this is what we're going to have a salary cap in the year twenty. Yeah, you have to you have to give such you a have, wide notice. Yeah, yeah, you have to abide by the rules by twenty thirty. I don't think it's going to be happening though. Right. So Frankie having three more years, what is the market inflation going to look like for? Even just not even breaking the record as uh, as Harper did, yeah. Just like Machado, that was kind of that benchmark, that three hundred million dollars. That was the that was the line. Harper went above it. What is the line once Frankie comes up for free agency? Yeah. Is it? Is yeah, I think it's. I think it's three fifteen, about three ten, three fifteen. Right, and right, right now, there. like I said, that could that, that line, that'll change. That, that change. line at three fifteen could equal like three fifty in three years. You know what? I, you know what I'm saying? How about the kid from uh, the Rockies? 
That guy, I think he's making Arenado. 30, yeah, Arenado. Oh, he's making thirty-five million a, a year now. Player. He's very good. He's very good. But it was a seven-year deal, I believe. Seven years, like two hundred and forty-five million. Mm. No one saw that coming. No. So, but that was good by the Rockies. Ho- yeah, absolutely. Good, Hop on that. Good by the Rockies to absolutely. keep him there. And of course, everybody wants the Indians to re-sign Frankie and extend him. It's going to be very. The, tough. the conversation has been happening. People are reading it both ways. Like, oh, he's interested in staying here. You know, now it's about the Indians and him. His represent re- representatives coming to the table and talking. The others, only, others the, thinking he's indicating three I, years and I'm done. Yeah, I think that's his. Like behind the scenes, I think that's what he's saying in front of the camera. Obviously, you know, you got to be here for another three years. Yeah, you're gonna be like, oh, I love the fans. Yeah. I love Cleveland, and I'm sure he does. You know, love oh, the fans and oh, he loves does. Cleveland. I, yeah, but whenever it gets down to it, I mean. Money talks. Money talks, man. And that's that's they offered him two hundred million. He shot that down very smartly. You know, two hundred million's a bargain for for Frankie. So I think that was the smart idea for him. Obviously, I just unless you give him part ownership in, in right. the team, that's really the only way that you can legitimately say Frankie will stay. Yeah, and it, it, it'll be based on how the Indians are playing in three years too. Yeah, we've seen in the past you have these star players star pitchers they get traded away when it's when the organization feels in a mid-market like the Indians it's time to go back to building up the minor leagues trying to get a core again before we compete for division titles I think that you see Frankie here for the next two and a half years and then right around that all-star break you're gonna yeah yeah uh, and, but once again, you're right. We'll we'll see where we're at. You know, and that's not what I want. Oh, I'm of course, wearing, of course, I'm wearing the Mr. Smile shirt. You today. are, you are. GV Artwork and Design, man. The, they got the they, they got the, they shirts. Got the hookups. Everybody's always I looking at that. my shirts, man. I love that shirt. Grin and win is what it says. Grin and win. I like it. But yeah, Frankie. I think he's he's as good as gone here as until if we can win a title. Who knows? Maybe yeah. we got a lot of stuff we got to worry about. You know that yeah. outfield, the 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 bullpen. Mm-hmm. We're speaking of which, suspect. Speaking of which, and I don't, we got into this a little bit last week, but I wanted to touch on just a little bit more this week. I think we mentioned that MLB Network ranked the top 100 players coming into this baseball season. The Indians had five, five or six in the top hundred. Right? Top hundred, and yet they cut payroll and didn't add anything. I understand you have to cut payroll in a mid-market. That's I'm not upset about that. There are We some understand. Pe- yeah, there are some people that are. The reality is the market we're in, they have to do that. But some of these deals that were going around like Marwin Gonzalez to the Twins, you could have you could have added a free agent like that or you know, they built up all the rumors built up trades about Corey Kluber. I didn't want to see Corey Kluber go right. at all. He's my favorite pitcher right now. But you build up this and thinking, you know, you're hearing names like young outfield stars because you have a plethora of pitching talent in your organization, you could... They're cheap, too. Unfortunately, you could... It, they they are expendable to the point of you have more to kind of fill in. Yeah. To me, I Bauer might be the one I would want to see right now with right. everything going on with him. Just not getting well, a Bauer with, starts off on like a you know, four and one start, five and one start, and and we're chugging along. I don't think that they're gonna trade him 
at that moment in time. Right. But that's going to be as high as your you know value is going to be. And you know he's only planning on signing these one year deals and and maybe not even with the Indians. So you gotta you gotta know when to when to trade him and strike while the iron's hot. Hopefully the Indians realize that. Yeah, and where I'm at is just that we heard all these rumors and we know that all these rumors don't always come to fruition but it was built up for so much and it seemed like things were going in a certain direction and now we have to like come back and now Corey Kluber's are actually on this team yeah and there was just there was no pizzazz or no movement at all I heard Chris Antonetti say that he thought the team was better I don't see how you can say this team is uh, better it's nowhere it's not better and the it, reason it isn't and the reason I didn't care about Bryce Harper is because the MLB offseason is one of the most unintriguing things so slow. To, to be a part of. And now with these free agents, these big-name free agents not even signing in December in the winter meetings when you go down to Florida, now you're waiting in, waiting until March, a week or two into spring training, you've given up on even caring where he goes. That's yeah. that's why I tweeted out, I just, I just didn't care. Other uh, people can get on me about it. At us, <laughs> respond, respond <laughs> at BTL underscore POD. You can, you know, if you really care about that. I'm a baseball purist. Yeah, but the whole MLB offseason is just so, so lackluster and un, like there's just nothing intriguing. I like the trade deadline is much more. Oh, it's so it's these so days. much quicker. It's 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 a yeah. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It's a lot more intriguing. So, your your thoughts on I guess on on Bauer in the offseason we've had we we were gonna. Talk Talk last a, week we didn't get a chance to. Bauer's a nut. I mean, that's that's just all he is. I mean, he's he's a crazy dude that is just he's 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 exactly who he is. Just you know, taking he, it to another level. Now. Exactly. I he's don't, feeling comfortable in in the position he's in. He's feeling comfortable. He knows he's on his game. He's he knows he's at the pinnacle of where he's at right now, and the only place that he can go is down. So, but I think he realizes that he's going to be up on that mountaintop for a while. So, might as well get as much airtime as you know as possible. I have no issues with what he's been doing or, or anything like that. But at the same time, I really think that the Indians are such a not a show me sort of mm-hmm. sort of franchise. They're not the Yankees. They're not Boston. Right. And I'm They're not asking Dodgers. them to be right. And, and and we don't ask them to be. But I think Bauer would rather be at those places. You know, having much more say in what he wants to talk about because they're a lot freer there because they win and they win consistently and they pay their people the most money that we've ever given anyone was eddie and for twenty million dollars a year, for slow starts and for slow, yeah, for for slow starts up until June, mm-hmm. and then that's whenever he starts cracking the bat. It, it it's not worth it, and and I think Bauer realizes that we're not going to pay him twenty million dollars. You know, so why do you want to be here? I think he's trying to talk himself out of Cleveland. That's what's going on. Yeah, we speak, we think, and speak in the sense of reality here on Voice of the Land. So we know the Indians are not going to be like the Yankees. But we're asking you to take advantage of an opportunity that you have a championship window opportunity. Don't just take for granted you're going to win the division and get yourself in the playoffs. What has that gotten you the last two years? A quick exit in the first round of the playoffs. Make sure your team is getting better. You want to compete with the other top four teams, top five teams in Major League Baseball, so that whoever you face, you're ready to, to take control by the end of the season. Your team gets so much better by the end that you're ready to go. 
seems like we've been peaking a little too soon and we've getting we've gotten some unique or unexpected results from some guys but it doesn't translate to the postseason you want your best guys to show up too yeah Jose Ramirez got to show up throughout the whole season to be one of those top guys and also earn that money but the Indians you've got to add more bats you got to add more talent to your roster when you have the window of opportunity in a mid-market for baseball. Agreed. Now, before we get out of here, got a couple minutes left, just your thoughts. We kind of teased it a little bit. The big conversation I heard on Cleveland Sports Talk Radio this week was, do you take any joy in the in Kyrie and LeBron or with their teams not playing very well and kind of failing not living up to expectations as people thought to this point. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Maybe not so much for LeBron, Mm -hmm. but for Kyrie. I'm so thankful for the shot. I'm so thankful seeing that dagger right in Steph's eye. That's a moment that I will never forget. And I'm so thankful, Kyrie, for that. But the way he left and the way he talks about Cleveland and the fact that he has been gone for two years now Mm -hmm. and still hasn't played a game against the Cavaliers here because I I think he's scared. God's honest truth, I think he's terrified of getting booed in Cleveland. I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's super weird, though. It's super weird. He's a weird dude, too. He's a weird dude, yeah. He's a weird dude. The last six games, just for everyone out there, the last six games, Kyrie Kyrie and the Celtics, with Kyrie on the floor, are 0-6. Whenever he was out the previous six games, they were 6-0. That team just flows so much better under Brad Stevens and under uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum and Marcus Smart. You know, uh, all of those guys mm-hmm. come together without Kyrie on the floor. They're they're perfect out there. I don't know how you, as an Eastern Conference juggernaut, as yeah. what they were team to be. Bill Simmons thought they were going to win 67 games this year. They're at 37 <laughs> with like 20 games left. I'm I'm so happy. I I, I just I I love seeing Boston, especially Boston failing. That's where that's where I was going to go. I take more joy in just seeing Boston failing because I just I can't get behind any Boston team or that fan base that they have over there just I don't know, disgusts me, I guess. <laughs> well, the fact that they've had set in, what, 16 parades in 18 years. And they, they act like they're, you know, they're going through such hardships when they when a team doesn't win. Like, yeah. look, look at those pictures on Twitter of all the different championships, the various. They have four major sports teams up there. you got basketball, football, baseball, and hockey, and you have championships in all of them in the past decade plus. Yep. So stop your crying, stop your whining in Boston, and just enjoy what's going on. And I love I loved to see them crying because they aren't playing well. It's just stop with the whole, oh, I guess – like we said with Tom Brady, woe is me. <laughs> they take their cues from Tom Brady. Woe is me. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody likes me. What is going on? Just just stop with that. In terms of LeBron, I don't really take joy in that because I'm still a LeBron fan or LeBron supporter. Sure. It's not that I'm rooting for the Lakers to win anything or whatever, but I love watching LeBron play. LeBron was a role model for me. I had all of his jerseys you know, in middle school, growing up watching them. Sure. So he's still that role model, that figure for me that harkens back to my past. 
What I will tell, what I will say to LeBron, stop with these conversations after games saying, well, you know, you better not play distracted or, you know, get rid of all these distractions you guys got going on and play for the team. Whenever you're making a meek milk. Yeah, it's not that he's distracted by those things because I think he has the mental capacity and the basketball IQ to know when it's time to play, when it's time to get, get the job done on the court and when he can kind of entertain himself in other regards. Now he has easier access to that being out in L.A., which is what he wanted. So he had to know that this season was a throwaway. If people think he didn't, you don't understand what's going on. It's just don't say those things. Don't call out your teammates that way. As a coach, when I hear those things and a a team leader is calling out, but you have all this stuff going on that could be seen as distractions with a team of guys that thought they were going to be traded anyways, the disconnect is already there. And that's why the Lakers, I'm saying, won't even make the playoffs. I don't think that they make the playoffs either. And I've never been a fan of you know of a player. I've always been Cavaliers, Indians, Browns. You know, like mm. I'm a sports team fan. You know, if you're on my team, I root like hell for you. If you're against me, I really don't care. Braun is the only guy that I'm like, you know what? Hey, man, thanks for the title. Best wishes. Good luck. You know, over there. So I really don't have any issues with that. Only only issue I have with LeBron is that there was a rumor or something that came out saying that he was working on Meek Mill's uh, album on February 1st, so a couple weeks I back. I think it was Meek Mill. Uh, it was, uh, who I was for, it? I forget. The, the, the I thought it was just, Meek Mill. Uh, it's, not, it's not Meek Mill. It, it's not? Okay. No. All right. It but, just dropped today, though. Okay. I saw that, yeah, he was working on a rap album like late into the night, and they had the Warriors the very next day, and he ended up sitting out because of of rest reasons that's the only reason why he was I think they said that he was over two chains it was two chains thank you thank you Um, I'm a big two chains fan I can't believe I I forgot that but yeah I mean they said that he was overworked because of that because he had worked you know into the night for that I have a real issue whenever you come out and say you know if if you're not going to be here this has to be the most important thing lead by example lead by example you can't say those things you can't say those things when the images show something different different. I, I, like I said, I will support LeBron, though, because he is that once-a-generation player of course. that we had here in Cleveland for 11 seasons. Who knows, maybe he does a retirement run here. Hopefully. We'll, we'll see about that, but we had... If Dwayne Wade gets one, LeBron, LeBron will get one. LeBron will get one the right way through Cleveland, and it's just it just makes me feel good, hearkening back to the past, but then you feel weird, like how Kyrie makes you feel weird. Yeah. You feel weird because <laughs> you support the guy, but he's not here helping your team, Yeah, and you, we already know what we're going through here. Absolutely. That's going to wrap it up, though, for this episode, episode 13, the Frank Ryan and Omar Vizquel <laughs> episode of the Voice of the Land podcast. For Nick Paulus, I'm Kevin Arnold saying we will see you next week, and remember, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. Check you guys later.